planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Get ready, sports fans, because the Rao Report starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rao Report. I'm your host, Christian Rao, and we are back for another 30-team preview Today, we're doing the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks had a rough year last in the NL West, but we're going to go ahead and try some good optimistic views here with Natalie Yurkiza. She's a member of the IBWAA and a sports page designer and editor for the USA Today. Really excited to have her on again to talk about the D-backs. All right. Well, you ready to talk about some Diamondbacks? Yes, Diamondbacks, baseball, <laughs> everything in general. Did you see that there is an article out that if in the all-star game they go past extra like if they go into extra innings they can they're probably gonna do like a home run derby isn't that crazy yeah i was just reading that uh, about an hour before we started talking it was if they're if it goes into past nine innings like basically instead of it's extra innings if it's a tie after nine then the mm-hmm. winner of the home run derby would ultimately win the all-star game so yeah what you're saying is Pete Alonzo or someone like that could <laughs> could give you home field advantage for your entire league. That's crazy. That oh, oh that is. I mean, what happens if the American League like chooses? Can they choose? I didn't get to know if they see that because if they choose like Otani, mm-hmm. and that's how you win. <laughs> so I thought it was. I, I thought, if if I remember correctly, I thought it was actually a invitation, and people decide if they okay. go. So they start, and I'm guessing it's based off the home run leaders. Now, if there's if you win, you're changing the aspect of the World Series. They're probably going to be more serious about it. I think that's the intention, because for the longest time, I mean, let's be honest with the majority of all star games like NFL Pro Bowl NBA all star games. They're kind of like don't really mean anything. They used to. Oh, I know. Yes. Yeah. Like if you like ever go back to like 90s all star games of baseball, it's they were legit. It's fun. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and especially since like mlb i feel like in my own opinion mlb's all-star weekend i'm gonna say it, it's the best i pers- i used to love watching nbas but after especially mm-hmm. the slam dunk competition but especially after this year the slam dunk ju- competition is kind of sad to watch now and it kind of hurts because growing up that's all i used to love was the slam dunk like that was the one that was like the highlight so to see it kind of fall off it was like oh (laughs) oh it definitely fell off yeah it was really bad this year i mean you can't really go any lower than it was um for this year but i agree i think even with 
without the changes that they're trying to bring in. I think that's one thing that MLB's always had going for them is their all-star game and their futures game, all that stuff is better than every other uh, league's all-star. Now, if you add in this extra home run derby thing, which is already the marquee portion of that, make it actually have Mm -hmm. more meaning than an individual reward. I think that's pretty cool. I'm here for it. I'm that's like the one thing like, okay, like I'm, I like that the universal DH. I was kind of like, I'm still on the fence about. I won't feel it until like the middle of the season. But for right now, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. You just talked about the universal DH since you're we're talking about the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, National League first time. You know, no longer Madison Bumgarner home runs. We, we might still see a, a here and there Madison Bumgarner at bat. You never know. But now you're getting a universal yeah. DH in the NL West. How do you feel about that? The old fashioned side of me is like, no, like I want the pitch, like the pitchers are part of the team. Like they should be batting, you know, that, and I love pitchers who rake. I have a shirt that says pitchers who rake that I pair with my Otani jersey. But at the same time, I, it's going to be great for baseball, especially since it doesn't sl- slow down the game, but it'll help get runners and it'll help the, whichever team, you know, help that team. It will help that team. I think it'll be good. It'll be interesting. The Diamondbacks do have, uh, when I was looking on the ESPN death death chart, which I'll go more into um, probably a little bit later, they have, uh, interestingly enough, they have Walker listed as a DH, Jordan Luplo and Seth Beer. I can definitely see them use Jordan Luplo and Seth Beer, Walker maybe occasionally, but Seth Beer, you know, he got hurt last year, so we didn't really get to see him all that much. I mean, he did get a home run in his first big league uh, at bat as a pinch runner or as a pitch um, pitch hit, and so it's it's going to be different for sure. And like I said, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it until we're in the season. I'm either going to be super static because that player is going to help, you know, the D-backs produce runs. Or I'm going to be upset and, and just be like, we could have just had a pitcher in this position and it would have not been, you know, the same, but in the same outcome. Right. And that's one thing that the Dimex are really going to need to do, especially as in how tough the NL West is. I know we had conversations last year when we had roundtables with yourself and me and uh, Billy Graves and a whole bunch of really good conversations. And we were talking about the NL West, I'm sure I'm one of them. And we kind of we we thought Arizona was going to do way better than they did last year. Uh, we we weren't. I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we let's be honest, we didn't see them to be like, you know, a hundred win team, but we didn't see them yeah. to be a hundred and ten loss team. What what was your feeling about last season? The fact that they tied for the second they tied for the worst record in MLB with Baltimore. If that doesn't speak <laughs> the volume of how frustrating just 52 wins come on just being able to talk with you guys before the season started last year having this the confidence I did I was like yeah yeah D-backs are gonna you know not like you said not be a hundred win team but at least get into somehow you know into wild card maybe play a couple play a couple games in the playoffs but to lose 52 games and be tied with Baltimore for the second you know for the worst, um, be tied for the worst league or for the worst uh, record in the league. I was I was sh- shocked, but at the same time, it's the Diamondbacks. And as an Arizona fan, as an Arizona sports fan in whole, you kind of just get used to it after a while. As as an Arizona fan in general, it's like oh well, yep, this is Arizona sport. <laughs> 
this is well, it. Well, at least you don't have some Arizona Diamondbacks, you know, removing the entire team and unfollowing them on Instagram like you do with your quarterback on oh the Cardinals. So. It's <laughs> like I was explaining to someone, it was like like an ex, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. It was just really weird. It was like a whole drama playing out and it, I I don't know. I still don't understand it. And then apparently they he put the Diamondback or the Cardinals back on to his Instagram. I don't know. It's I still don't understand it fully. It's got to be leveraged in some sort of way. But they, these Diamondbacks, yeah, like we said, we thought they were gonna. I thought they were at least gonna win eighty games. Like I thought it was gonna be more closer to five hundred at the at the at the worst, and that wasn't the case. <laughs> but this NL West was actually really difficult. I don't think we, none of us saw the Giants happening. None of us. We thought of maybe when Dodgers, Padres battling for the top, but yeah. no one saw the Giants happening. What did you think about the NL West last year? How crazy was that? As a baseball fan, away, stepping away from as a Diamondback fan, it, it was fun to watch because I was pulling for the Giants. I didn't want the Dodgers to win the pennant again. I was enjoying the battle bet- between the two teams. And the Padres would kind of be there, snuck up at times, whatever. But it, the Dodgers and Giants, they have that they have that rival between them. And it's a lot of fun to watch. And yes, it's nothing compared to your New York Yankees and um, to Boston but on the west coast that's what it is it's it's those two teams and so it was exciting to watch it from a baseball st- from a baseball fan standpoint and especially since they got Carlos Rendon right mm-hmm. yeah they, call- they got him so that's going to help them this year jealous <laughs> <laughs> and then Kershaw or Kershaw resigned for a one-year deal with the Dodgers and I'm like yeah the Dimebacks are definitely not going to be contending for a pennant again this year they're gonna win games this year it good not hopefully more than 52 and especially since there is that playoff expansion now I could see them making that playoff out of sheer luck a little bit of luck and if the other teams lose (laughs) yeah well I mean that's that is usually the key to win and I take that but with Adding that sixth seed, I was paying attention to MLB Network, uh, getting ready to, you know, get ready for all these free agency dropping now that the lockout's finally over. And they're talking about the new playoff system. And they said the average sixth seed, if they were looking back for the last 10 years, the average mm-hmm. sixth seed would need about 87 wins. So it looks like that's where it would be to get that last <laughs> wild card spot. So a little bit of work to never do for the Diamondbacks. Well, he said, never mind. That's me. <laughs> I lied. Just kidding. Never mind. Well, I lied. I lied right well, there. Well, <laughs> you still have Madison Bumgarner, but you did move away from Robbie Ray. He went and got a big deal elsewhere. Your yes. pitching staff's going to have a lot of question marks, especially battling here. Again, the last we're, t- we're talking here on Friday night. Right now, um, the last free agent signing that we've heard of before this podcast would drop was the Andrelton Simmons to the Cubs. So anything that happens after that, um, that we we don't know at this moment. Okay, I know there are some rumors that maybe Freddie Freeman might go to the Dodgers, which would be absolutely insane for this division. But with that being said, 87 <laughs> wins in the NL West for this team that has the Giants, the Padres, the Dodgers, and then you know who knows about the Rockies right now? They're obviously in, in a whole other world. But that's going to be a tough yes. thing to do, especially with their story, because it's like, is he staying? Is he going? It's it's interesting with the Rockies. Are, they're just kind of there for at the moment. <laughs> but the Diamondbacks, I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that they they do pick up someone big like that in the trade market right now, especially if we if the Diamondbacks end up getting Freddie Freeman just out of just for fun right now. 
that would help out a lot on third base because we traded Escobar away. We The Diamondbacks traded Escobar to the Brewers last year and the Diamondbacks haven't had really anyone to pick back up that role. They've had Rojas there. They've had um, Pavin Smith there. They've had a guy who's rotate out of there. And if the Diamondbacks were to actually spend money and get Freddie Freeman, it would not only help out with the defense, but picking up his bat as well. But with him, I'm pretty sure he's going to go with the Dodgers. I mean, it's it's up in the air where he goes. I think if he does go anywhere, I think it's the three teams. He either stays with Atlanta, goes to the Yankees, or go to the Dodgers. I don't see a team, unfortunately, like Arizona spending that money. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, and you mentioned him at third base. He did play some third base in Atlanta. Um, I think that he would be willing to play third again, but I'm I'm guessing he's probably going to want to set up and stay with either first or DH, which I would who I don't know if you'd want a DH a guy that you're going to probably have to pay hundreds of millions of dollars for. But look, oh yeah, at, no, he'd be all on the field. <laughs> absolutely right, and he's a great defensive player. But looking at this roster, you did lose a couple players moving on and looking for 2022 here. You know, still have David Peralta, you still have Christian Walker as we spoke before, Kettle Marte, but you did lose some. You know, we talked about Robbie Ray's gone. Zach Gallen's still there, Bumgarner, Kelly, Luke Weaver. You still have a decent rotation, but it looks like you're just missing maybe one or two guys. What's your thoughts on this entire team moving forward to 2022? What's something that just really sticks out and says we need to replace that position? Is it third base like you mentioned? Third base, definitely third, because outfield is fine. And, you know, out, okay, outfield's fine. Infield, I mean, what they have right now on the ESPN depth chart, they have right now – Josh Rojas playing third base and Josh Rojas came over in the Granky trade with the Astros. He's, he's good. And if they, I see Josh Rojas more as an outfielder than I, than I guess I do an infielder. And I, this team is going to be, how do I put this? It's with the staff, with the, with the guys that they have right now, just as we're just, you know, just right now there, it's going to be hard to, I don't know if they're wanting, if they're building up the team, I don't know if they're, they're wanting to, you know, bring within the system. So have the players from the minor leagues work their way up and then build it that way. But if they don't make big moves like signing a Freddie Freeman or, you know, going after um, a Kersh- like a Kershaw. The Dimebacks won't have that trying to fight for a pennant. They're, this team is, they're going to get maybe 60, 70 wins maybe this year if we're lucky. For them to compete against the Dodgers, to compete against the Giants and the Padres, you're going to have to sign big name players unless somehow, some way, this team can make almost like a money ball situation where they can make it through with the guys they have. No, absolutely. I completely agree. I think that, you know, you, you're in a league, a division with, with, uh, with owners that just can easily put Arizona under the table money wise. And it, it almost feels unfair. I'm sure it, it sucks as a fan in that aspect. Um, you know, cause they can easily outspend you with guys, you know, you probably want like a Freddie Freeman, things like that. Once signing, did happen before the lockout, Natalie. Um, some people might have forgot. Mark Melanson did come over, and he's going to be your new closer. That's a great pickup. I know he's getting yes. a little older, but that's a fantastic, solid piece to round out the end of your bullpen. How do you feel about that? I am really excited 
I've been a fan of his. Um, he he played for a while here with Tucson with the Wildcats. Um, he's also he played with the Nationals, who's I another team I love cheering for. So I'm very excited about it. The Diamondbacks they have I don't know how many closers, and I I don't know how many closers I should have counted how many closers they've had since '98 because I feel it's a lot and they're considered a young team and I've seen so many closers in and out the last closer we were you know counting on was Archie Bradley that kind of fell through and then Johan Lopez went in that seventh eighth position you know seventh eighth inning guy he was the one supposed to take over Archie Bradley and then he went into that I don't want to say <laughs> for some reason the Diamondbacks have a bad luck <laughs> as you know bad luck closers but I feel like they do. I mean, they've had Jose Valverde, they had JJ Putz, and then they had my favorite, Fernando Rodney. Love when he used to shoot the arrows off, <laughs> you know, the, the fake arrow after closing out a game. So it's going to be nice to see another guy who's considered a closer. Yeah, it's Because, been... you know, Archie Bradley was considered a starter at one point. Oh, that is true. That is very true. And he's been kind of revolving around different teams. And that's exactly what's happened in Arizona. It's, like you've mentioned, since 98, since that World Series. And that's Mark Melanson is just going to hopefully not be just another notch on the wall of this revolving closing and the revolving bull we've had in Arizona. Hopefully there's some solidification for this team because that's exactly what they need. You know, we don't we're not expecting yes. miracles for this team because of the high expectations of the other franchises in this division. An increase would be fantastic. I personally think 70 wins this year would be an, an amazing feat. I, mean, I know that's not something that as a fan you'd be excited for, but going from where you were last would, year to moving. Oh. Go ahead, please. So, I mean, as a Diamondbacks, I mean, as a fan, I would, I guess I'd be almost thrilled to see them if they win 70 games. That just means that they're improving. And that means, okay, and it's time to figure out that, okay, if we can win with these guys with 70 wins, what do we need to do to win 80 games? What do we need to do to win 90 games? Like, what are, what pieces are we missing? If the Diamondbacks win 52 games, it's like, okay, you got to look at if the D-backs only win 52 games again this year. The Diamondbacks have to look at it and say, okay, what's happening? You know, what's going on? Is it the coach? Is it the coaching? Is it the players? What is happening? But if they win 70 games this year, it's okay. Let's narrow it down. What are the pieces that are missing instead of the whole thing? If that makes sense. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. It really does. This this team is overshadowed by the other teams in this division, you know, with the exception of the Rockies, you know, the, the markets are a lot bigger in LA, obviously San Diego mm -hmm. is a growing and exciting team right now, especially with the Tatis and Machado and everything they got going on there. And San Francisco is, is been exciting for the last 20 years because of all the championships they won, you know, every other year in the 20, 2010s, I guess you could call it. So Arizona's kind of been overshadowed over the last few decades. For a fan that might not know much about the Diamondbacks because they are, unfortunately, overshadowed, <laughs> who are the biggest stars on this team? Who are ones to really look out for and ones that you're most excited about? I'm going to first start off with Zach Gallen. You know, last year, you know, he's been inside of Young the Talks before, but last year wasn't his best year. You know, he pitched, what, 430. Although I feel like he'll use that as – to, to fire him up for this year. He's going to, I feel like he's going to look at that, be like, okay, that's not me. That's not my pitching. And I feel like he'll probably, 
he'll be able to get back to where where he wants to be and he and kind of fill his role as our as the Diamondbacks number as Diamondbacks number one starting position pitcher another guy I'm really looking forward to is for some reason Varsh uh, Dalton Varsho he's not a big name player but he's definitely a person that should be should be on the lookout for he's improving his game well he can play he's a utility guy he can be he can be behind the plate which is pretty cool um but he's a guy just to look out for he's not glamorous he's not going to be hitting home runs every night but he does play that small ball and get the job done and but another big name we have Marte Kettle Marte you know he's oh he's been in trade talks before and I it hurts but I can definitely see the Diamondbacks trading him possibly for a pitcher especially since they want to build up that bullpen um possibly for a starter and then David Peralta David Peralta is a big name. David Peralta is a big name, but he needs to get his bat going again. His fielding is fine. It's his bat. Last year he bat two. He had, last year he bat two fifty nine with only eight home runs, and it was very shocking to see Peralta, aka the freight train, only get eight home runs last year. So I just hope that he finds his bat again, and I and I'm hoping that this is the year that the, that he does. His name's the freight train. Are you kidding me? I've yeah. n- how come I've never heard that before? I feel like I know really? baseball. I I don't know. I think I, I must have missed that one. Is there any other cool nicknames that I'm missing on this team? Because that's a good one. No. So like Peralta, uh, the only one I can remember is like Peralta is the freight train. And like after every home run, like when he gets, when he does get a home run, um, they play like a train sound. Oh, okay. You know what? I have, heard, I have heard that now. Now you bring it up. Okay. I have heard that. Okay. I think it might've been overshadowed by all the Houston <laughs> Uh, train noises but yeah i heard that now every time i see a home run from peralta i'm gonna tag you with the freight train um emoji or something but that's hilarious. please i will love that <laughs> dalton Frere show um not many people have heard about him though, then, but uh 25 years old this guy is a fantastic player he's he's someone that really should be paying attention to that's uh that's someone i do agree with you on um like i said only 11 home runs last year not too many he's not gonna hit a lot every game but he does see, I think that his projections will improve. I think you could see him maybe be close to the 20 home run mark, get more games. I know he bounced back and forth between the minor leagues and the pros last year. So hopefully you can find a way to get him solidified. Uh, any more players? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is great. Yeah, I'm, I was just going to say real quick that I definitely think Darsh, I believe Varsha is going to is going to start not be a starter for the Diamondbacks um, on opening day. But he's going to make that roster for sure. Um, of course, Nick Ahmed, who, you know, gold glove shortstop. He's, I'm pretty sure some baseball fans, you know, true baseball fans heard of Nick Ahmed, but if not, look out for Nick Ahmed. He's a great shortstop. His hitting one year, he'll be, he'll, uh, one year, he'll be great. One year, it, it's an up, it's a roller coaster with him. Some days he'll do good hitting. Some days he won't. That's baseball life. <laughs> But Nick Ahmed, he's a great shortstop. Like I said, he's a gold glover. So Nick Ahmed, he batted 221 last year and with five home runs. Um, the year before that, he was hitting 266. So like I said, his hitting, it fluctuates from year to year. But I do know that his fielding does t- stay consistent. Fantastic. Well, we talked about different kind of expectations for this team. We're hoping that they're not a 110 loss team like they were last year. 
I'm, you know, I'm hoping for around <laughs> 70 wins. Your thoughts about the entire expectation? Again, you know, keep in mind that there is a very, this is a very tough division. Where do you think that the Diamondbacks are going to end up mm-hmm. at the end of 2022? So the last time we talked was 2021, where Natalie had full high expectations for the Diamondbacks. It is 2022, and I it's going to be completely opposite. <laughs> As much as I want to stay positive about the Diamondbacks, they're not going to win a division with the staff they have. They're going to need to make improvements and they're going to need to make some sort of changes, whether it be in the coaching, you know, with the coach or within um, within the ball, the ball club itself. They need they need to add they need to add starters. They I know that and. I know the Diamondbacks are working on their bullpen, but it's not enough to beat the Dodgers. It's not enough to beat the Giants, especially for a bullpen. Yes, they'll probably win some games against them, but it's not going to help them win the pennant. And like I said before, if they do end up making the playoffs, it would be, especially since there's an expansion of the playoffs, it it will be interesting if they did. It'd be sure of luck, but I'm gonna assume the Diamondbacks are going to be fighting with the Padres for last place again. And it's either gonna be the Diamondbacks in last or the or the Rockies. And if the Diamondbacks get fourth in the in in the division, so be it. I guess that show that they're making improvements <laughs> depends on how many wins they have. But I, I feel like they're going to be down in the cellar once again this year. And I guess just to see them as a rebuild, I, I guess another rebuild season, if you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. I think a rebuild season is probably where they're going to be. Uh, I take your word for that one. We might be a little better right on the predictions this year than we were last year. But hey, if they shock us again... Uh, in the better way, this aspect, you know, maybe for the better this year, because last year was definitely for the worst. Uh, we'll come back to this and maybe we're just both jinx- jinxing the team. And if that's the case, we'll just say that they're a horrible team so. every year. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll never have to. be Exactly. What Arizona sports and the Dimebacks have taught me is to love the sport in general. So as especially in baseball, the Dimebacks have taught me to love other teams and to, you know, appreciate the game as it is. And Arizona will disappoint. <laughs> I have always been a true You don't believer. have to add that part, but. <laughs> oh, I'll add it for sure. I'm, I've always been a true believer that uh, if you are a fan of a team who has had tough times, you are more of a sports fan, uh, like in this case, more of a baseball fan than a, of uh, more than a fan than players like, you know, the Yankees or Dodgers who have been in success for so long because you have to suffer the hardships you got to know what happens with Mm -hmm. you know the down and outs and you still have to have heart so i've always been a true believer of that that's coming from a you know a guy who's been a bills fan in the nfl for 25 years so i completely agree with 100 yeah that's true but (laughs) natalie thank you so much for joining me on this podcast i really appreciate it if if uh, the listeners want to find more from you where can they find you Yes, please, please follow me on Twitter. I'm at, literally at, and then uh, my last name, U-R-Q-U-I-Z-A underscore Natalie, N-A-T-A-L-I-E. If you can't find me, just go to Christian's and 
look me up from there. Natalie, thank you so much. I hope you had a good time on this podcast with me because I had yes. a blast. We have to keep make sure we do this again. Not wait a whole year like we did last time. I'll have to get you back on this year. <laughs> talk some Diamondbacks. See where they sit. Maybe we can have some hopeful discussions once the yes, season gets going. Yes, I would love going. that. Yes, I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. And that'll wrap it up for this episode of The Raw Report. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will continue on with our 30-team preview. So we'll see you back here next time. Take care. Thanks for listening. Tune in weekdays for more of The Raw Report. traveling this summer make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from harris teeter it's easy download your evic coupon and for every dollar you spend with your vic card you'll get two fuel points that's up to one dollar per gallon on quality fuel at participating bp and harris teeter fuel centers download your evic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with evic and harris teeter fuel points Looking to jumpstart your career? Start with the city of Norfolk, Virginia. You'll earn competitive pay, outstanding benefits, and a $5,000 sign-on bonus. Start your new career today at norfolk.gov slash coastalvajobs. Restrictions apply.